Are you doing this work to facilitate growth or to become famous? Which is more important, getting or letting go? Kelly Butler is a former Winnipeg Blue Bomber, but he also played in the NFL. Butler now works with indigenous children in Winnipeg. Playing for a purpose, works with young people, providing mentorship and creating opportunities. Kelly, as a black man and a former professional athlete, how are you feeling watching all of this unfold? It's your host with the most. It's your boy, KB. I got Elias on the phone right now. Um, he is somebody that got me all worked up this morning. Um, he's got a big fight coming up. Um, and as a competitor and, and as a former football player, I see uh, I'm jealous. And he also uh, can smoke and fight. Um, and this is the first sanctioned event uh, of it this caliber. So a uh, big um, round of applause to the first guest, uh, my MMA fighter. Elias, can you please say your full name and let the audience know who you are? Yeah, name's Elias Theodoro. Thank you so much for having me. Um, really excited to, like you mentioned, make history as the first sanctioned cannabis athlete as I look to knock uh, cannabis out of the prohibited list uh, in athletics and my opponent this Saturday, March 13th. Yeah, I like the way you put that, that punchline where I need to, uh, you, you, you get a two-for-one special, you're going to kick somebody's ass and you're going to be high doing it. So, I mean, that's how, first and foremost, did you get into fighting? Uh, or which one was first? Um, were you smoking first or were you fighting first? Which one was, or was it kind of hand in hand? Um, I definitely, uh, you know, recreationally used cannabis, uh, you know, when I was younger at some capacity, but not, not really that much in depth. And, uh, you know, when I got into mixed martial arts a little later, um, I didn't start until about 20, I kind of thought, you know, cannabis and athletics were, you know, separate things. They were like diametrically opposed. Um, but as uh, certain conditions of mine, um, you know, persist and, you know, seeing, you know, cannabis as a medicine through others around me, um, and how they interacted with it and used it as a, a better form of, you know, medicine compared to, you know, first line medicines, both for the addictive and also the, you know, the potential side effects. You said something very valid, value, right, valuable right there to the audience. And as us as athletes, um, we were faced with, faced with the same dilemma, you know, at a certain point, alcohol becomes legal and weed is illegal, but you see certain people that are having some positive uh, results, AKA Ricky Williams that came to the CFL to be able to utilize cannabis in the CFL because he couldn't do it in the NFL. Um, so, yeah. you know, so I think sometimes the introduction of the misintroduction of, of marijuana or cannabis um, to the culture of sports um, has not necessarily been, you know, put together very well. And you're the first person that's actually sanctioned to do this. Um, that's, do you realize the magnitude of that, you know, for what you are, you're pioneering something that's never been done before. Well, thanks. Um, I guess some might even call it a trailblazer, but, um, you are the, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's who you are right now. Here's who you are. I'm back for you. Had a chance to miss me. My mama can't say you this time. Niggas is history. Who you know flow vicious is me. You're so religious lead. That's why they call me hope. I get the smalls cause the victim is me. Me, nigga. You're an actor. You're not who you depicted to be. You street dreaming. All y'all niggas living through me. I gave you life when niggas was forgetting you MC. You the first one to do this shit, man. You gotta embrace I appreciate it. You gotta embrace this no, shit. No, no, no. That's the dopest shit yeah, ever. No. 100% literally um, but again part of it is part of it is uh, you know it is a long process and it, it took a, a lot to you know get here but 
you know, I'm really excited not only for myself, but other athletes because it, it creates precedent and they won't have to go through the trials and tribulations. Um, you, said, you, know, you said that best because I just recently got my NFL disability and they've acknowledged and agreed to it, but I'm going through a foreclosure because they're still waiting to pay me. So when you're one of those people that does it the first time, it was hard as fuck going for my NFL disability. Smoked a ton of CBDs, then it got heavy and it started smoking more marijuana and started becoming more clarity about this situation, but I was the first one to go through it. It was hard as fuck. So to the audience, I, I, I see the aftermath of this. You know, you get to be a sanctioned weed smoker. Let's go into how hard it was to even come up with the concept to be to go through that training mentally and emotionally and physically as you're a fighter. Who brought this to the foresight that this was even a concept that could become a reality? Um, You know, it just became a process. Um, Originally, with, uh, you know, my original coach and, and friend, um, he was the person that I learned from in regards to his own medical use. And then when the UFC partnered with USADA, the United States Anti-Doping Agency, that's when there was a need to actually go um, through the route of a therapeutic use exemption because I was at that point talking to my doctor, talking about what medicines were best for me in regards to my condition of bilateral neuropathy, which is essentially nerve damage of my upper extremity. And, you know, the traditional route is to just sprinkle some uh, painkillers on it, uh, some opioids on it, and they send you on your way. Uh, yeah, uh, hey, stop, stop, my, stop right there, because playing football in the NFL, the sprinkle is more like bad seasoning. And when they sprinkle, yeah, they'll, give yeah, you, yeah. they'll give you a, hold on, let's, let's start it off with the, the shot of Toradol, um, then the Vicodins, um, then yeah. we can give you the Oxy. If you break something, if you break something, you get Oxy. So now you get, you know, there you go. You get, and not like, a sprinkle. You're like, hey, don't put too much sugar on your food. Don't put too much salt. Yeah, exactly. They give, they give you that Costco unlimited edition while you play sports, and they're like, is anybody going to monitor this? No, let's go home. Get out of here. Uh, you should be okay in a couple of days and get back to work. Can I drive on this? Exactly. I, I don't know about that, but just be careful. Okay. Yep, exactly. Um, and obviously, it's being a little facetious in regards to the same sprinkle. You're smart. Some of my audience might not catch the joke. You know, the punchline, you know, the sprinkle people yeah. always talk about. It was just a sprinkle. It was just a smidgen. It was just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I had to go. I essentially, I had to essentially exhaust uh, the first line medicine. And, right. you know, I'm, I'm both a patient and an athlete. So exactly. obviously the patient, um, you know, the patient who needs, um, you know, certain medical attention and certain medical um uh, requirements in regards to, you know, addressing my condition, whereas the athlete has to perform at a high performance level and, you know, being forced to take all these other first line medicines, like you said, bike it in lyric, uh, and everything in between, like for instance, some of them, and especially hey, with my sport, hey, you want to hear, hear, hear something about your sport sir? and our sport together. Think about this from one perspective. You, you let, let's break it down to the athletes. You're an injured athlete. I'm an injured athlete. We go home and we. What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to study film. Yes or no? Right. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to watch our opponents, see what they're doing, and we're going to talk about mm-hmm. your opponent in the second and in the second part of the podcast. We're going to go about twenty minutes here. We're probably seven minutes into the podcast, and being a student of the game is where I want to make sure that the audience is listening here. You're, you're having a phenomenal teacher here and the difference between taking opioids and cannabinoids, I'm, I probably messed it up, c- cannabis, is when you're at home studying film, you're high on fucking heroin and pills and drunk trying to go out there and perform. Over here, your thoughts are elevated and you're becoming creative. 
So some of the most creative minds smoke when they're at home because it's 90% what? Mental. So if you're 90% of the time at home taking 100% of the time, you know, the wrong pills, it sounds like I'm, you know, doing a, uh, what's my, uh, weatherman, you know, it works 50% of the time, 30% of the time. Like that doesn't make sense that you send somebody home and expect them to be better. I think you're making them worse because on the flip side, I am a very big advocate of marijuana because my, my teammate Charles Rogers is no longer with us because of the culture in, in the NFL about how to deal with pain pills and how to deal with being a broken athlete trying to compete. So as somebody that's being the first, my guy, and doing it the right fucking way, I want them to understand how big this is for, for, for us and, and for you being the pioneer. So thank you again. So sometimes I stop because I want people to really give you your kudos, your flowers, because this shit is not easy. And I'm a smoker with you, so I gotta make sure you know that I'm competing for the sport and I'm competing for you to go out there and kick ass. And what kind of fighter are you? Because, you know, people know you a smoker. Now, what kind of fighter are you? What kind of fight? How, how well, do you fight? Well, I'm going to fight dirty. In, <laughs> uh, in the capacity of, um, you know, I'm, I'm very much uh, both a grinder, but also a volume individual. Like, I'm not going to, like, for my next opponent, I'm not going to just uh, hold them. I'm looking to make damage everywhere I go. And obviously, again, going to just back a little bit in regards to the cannabis aspect, you know, that has its wear and tear. And that's why, again, I've been fighting for, here in Canada, uh, you know, we have medical cannabis rights. We have um, uh, medical rights, and that's what I've been fighting for, uh, my medical cannabis rights to Medicaid is subscribed by my doctor and afforded to me by my fundamental right uh, in Canada. So, you know, this, this fight has, you know, even bigger ramifications in the capacity of the fact that the commission, which approved it, is governed, is governed body by the BC government. So this is the first time an actual government body has recognized cannabis in athletics, in sport. Do you you understand why that's such a big pioneer move? Because I'm going back to school in Purdue, in West West Lafayette, Indiana, to finish playing sports, excuse, excuse, finish my degree because I left early for sports. The irony of this is it is illegal in in, 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 in in Indiana uh, for, for marijuana or cannabis, CBD is legal. So some pockets in the States, as I look at this as medication, I have to reevaluate how I'm going to perform and utilize CBD. So we also look at certain things like, as you were able to be the first here, I want to be the first there. You know, I want to be able to understand that I feel you. You, yeah. you, you've paid the wave and done it the right way. So at the end of the day, the concept of being able to implement change that's the that's the beginning of this. You you're, you're, you're you were the first, and, and I think, you know, you you said it. BC government. Once you say government and approved, then it can become duplicated and franchised. What was that? Uh, exactly. And, and was that a you thing? Was that a team thing? Because sometimes you'll get all the credit or get all the concern, but it's it's a collective effort. Were there other people involved to make this process become you know a reality? No, one hundred percent. You know, from my counsel Eric McCracken to you know the great team that I have in order to the cage. My my doctors, I have, I have, uh, have uh, you know a panel of doctors, if you will, um, both for my my family doctor who I've known for my whole life, and also Dr. Michael Hart, and then also uh, Dr. Kevin Rod from the Poly Clinic uh, in Toronto. Uh, it was a collaborative, uh, you know, approach to get the paperwork and the medical documentation uh, to not only prove my case. Prove that cannabis was the best choice for me, and again, um, we kind of touched on it earlier. You know, beyond even the mental, also the physicality. I'm someone that has to cut weight. Some of the 
some of the um, you know painkillers and opioids actually made me constipated, uh, you know, yeah. gain weight and, and and everything in between. For one second, stop. Like, without getting stop right. No, no, I'll be completely honest. I got uh, IBA or irritable bowel, whatever the fuck you call that shit, because I was taking yeah. T3s and my asshole was stuffed up for three days. So I mean, for my audience, yeah. it's easier for me to be vulgar and you can be, sprinkle it. Sometimes if he sprinkles it, I'm gonna. Yeah. Uh, uh, am yeah. I, we both yeah. know, we both know. If you take naproxen on an empty stomach, it's worse than not. You shouldn't have taken the naproxen because it puts your stomach in such a fucking knot that you just you, yeah, you, you go in a ball. And then all the sometimes if you take naproxen and you take a couple T threes, oh man, dog, you're fucked for the day and don't have a beer because you're by yourself, you know. And then all of a sudden your body becomes immune to that, so your body inside needs to like heal. Like my body is broken, not from it's it's internally broken and externally broken, and the things that I put inside it from the opioids, it made it it, it complicated the situation. And no, one hundred percent. And I couldn't and again. And I couldn't. And I couldn't shit. I, I, I'm like, no, I can't shit, dog. So I just fart. And then all of a sudden, you know, boom, there you go. I'm driving down the street. I got to pull over and shit because I'm like, I got to shit. Like I ain't shit in three days. Can you imagine that? And I'm like. This is not, this, there's got to be a better way to, 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 to at least just, yeah, no, <laughs> right? Exactly. No, a thousand percent. A thousand percent. And again, not only that, now to be uh, forced to take these, uh, you know, medicines, be forced to go through the side effects and the potential harm that are in addition to the condition and, and then being asked to perform at a high level. Uh, if, you know, and, and again, the irony always was every time I was going through my therapeutic use exemption, they also had a, um, like a, a viral campaign or they're doing some type of like PSA about how not to do, not to get addicted or the awareness, uh, trying to create awareness. It's a reverse. Awareness it's a reverse. Of, uh, it's, what's it called? Opioid. It's, yeah. it's a reverse. cell. every time you see a, uh, a drinking driving, you think about drinking. So if you don't, you share like, it's, it, 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 it's marketing at its finest. It's trying to market. Well, I know. I mean the, well, I mean the actual organization. So you saw it. It was telling me, to take all these prescription drugs while they're telling athletes uh, in general during a PSA not to take, uh, not to take uh, what's called painkillers and opioids. But because you, uh, and because, again, because me and you, let's go there as athletes that are having a conversation from a psychological perspective. Do you go when you're getting ready to fight? And, and for me, I'm gonna, I'll be, I'll share my story because I didn't come from a great environment, and I'll make it very modified. Is when I saw the person in front of me, I thought that was a person that murdered my mother. So I was going to inflict as much fucking pain to that fuck toy, that I, and it just became within within reason. You know what I'm saying? When the whistle goes, I'm bigger and stronger and I'm gonna fuck you up. And then that's kind of like, and that was my mindset. It was hard for me to turn off in the real world, and that's why I like to smoke and chill out. When you go in that cage, you know, is it the same person that comes out, or do you become a different person in there? I definitely become. You know, a little bit of both. I, I think, you know, in my next fight, I'm very much going to, you know, turn it on in the capacity of uh, he must die for my dreams. And that's, that's kind of the mindset I'm going into this fight. Um, but again, overall, like you said, uh, I am, uh, you know, a pretty chill guy. And, uh, you know, I blame the weed for a lot of that. And, uh, you know, in between, uh, I'm a fighter. I'm also a lover, we, but everyone's got a price. He, he said, I'm a lover. Should you, you know what's a smooth motherfucker? You, you know, I, hey, we go out. I'm single now, so listen to me, man. We go out in the town. You sound smooth. My question is, violence is not a bad thing. I think society makes violence a bad thing. It's a healthy way to express your endorphins in a way, because you're not just going into the ring not prepared or not trained. How much training do you put into to go out there and fight? 
Like you day, uh, so twice a day, every day for about an hour to two hours each session. So like you have about four to six hours. I'm in the gym in some capacity, and I do that. You know, for, uh, Monday to Friday, twice a day, and then you know Saturday, kind of put it all together in sparring, uh, and then rinse and repeat, and kind of rest and recover on Sunday. And uh, you know, Monday starts a new. So how much? You know, I. How much, for, for, for a second of that, let's break that down because um, I have a lot of fighters that are friends that fight um, overseas um, in the Conor McGregor camp. So Katie is one of our sanctioned athletes. She's a hell of a striker, female. She's tough as fuck. My, um, my, the, my, 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 my I, I stutter with this. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, Megan is the mother of my daughter and she used to be a boxer and knocked out a few women in her day, 10, 15 fights. And she said Katie, Katie was one of the hardest strikers. And then Brad Katona from uh, Winnipeg won the, won, yeah. won the ultimate fighter and he they're a good friend so family and fighting i'm very aware of in that whole camp over there that conor mcgregor camp so when you look at yourself as a striker and you that's not not even a striker what do you how do you compete so for an athlete that says do you do lifting or 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 road work let's break that down a little bit because there's a lot of athletes that listen to this podcast be a little bit more detailed well for me personally i love running uh running is a a integral part of you know my training uh both for you know the the cardio capacity, but also kind of firing off those, uh, you know, that runner's high, those cannabinoids, because I usually double dose and they're great. So I run really far distances and obviously I'm doing a lot of, uh, cannabis. So, um, consuming a lot of cannabis. So I'm very much firing all of, all of the, uh, like you said, explain that. And, uh, explain, explain that to the the people that you know, can, can, cannabinoids, um, weed, or are you smoking more of an indica or a sativa or a hybrid? And are you just doing a dis? Are you doing the drops? Are you doing edible? How are you? Are you doing? Are you just drinking it before you run? So like you wake up, walk me through. Are you smoking then you run? Because I smoke and then I ride my bike. And for some reason, my stem, my lungs, there's two different lungs. One valve closed, another one opens up when I'm running out. And then when I get done, I start smoking. That's my style as far as how I train. What's your style? Are you more like as far as how you consume the, the, the I can't even say the word, uh, how, how you consume weed? Okay. Yeah. Well, no, I can see this throughout my whole day. So, um, both in regards to like, you know, I can start with a tincture, a one to one tincture, okay. uh, both for uh, getting it in me. And then, you know, any type of topicals, uh, depending on what my body feels like. So, I'll add some topicals. Um, there's some other uh, rubs that I use as well. Like THC and CBD based. Um, I also use raw cannabis. So is there, I put, um, is there any, put, is there, put, any, is there any shameless plugs you want to put in here for the radio? Like, is there like, because people want to know they want to become you. Um, that's why people wear Jordans. That's why people wear Nikes. That's why people take a certain supplement. Is there a certain strand or a certain company in the Canadian market that you, you, you stand behind or you're sponsored by right now that uh, endorses you that yeah. you, you can give well, a plug? Yeah, hundred percent. I got Herb angels in my corner for this fight. And uh, not only for me, but also the event as well. And again, I'll start with uh, a tincture one-to-one, like I mentioned, um, you know, whether it's uh, also another uh, company that I, I partnered with for this event, um, and they support me and the fight uh, cafe, grab some flour from there, and then I'll uh, vaporize um, with my uh, usually stores and bickle. Um, that's uh, the company that I've been, you know, uh, you know, using as a, both a fan and as a cannabis user, and now can't tell you how excited I am to have them in my corner. Uh, as I look uh, to um, make history as the first cannabis athlete, you can get all Sturz and Bickle, and I get all my Sturz and Bickle products from Planet of the Vapes. I, so, um, you know, the funny again, starting from my. I like the thing about it is, like, as, as educated, um, you know, weed smokers, when you go into the fight, and I don't want you to share your secrets, um, 
are you going to be more of an indica or a sativa or a hybrid before the fight? Because in my mind, if I was to compete, I think I'd be a sativa guy. I'd be ready to rock and roll. Yeah, I'd get real sativa-wise. What about yourself? Uh, definitely sativa, high energy and high frequency, ready to dial in and uh, end my, my opponent. And now we're dialing into like the, the 20 minute mark because it goes by smooth and this has been a phenomenal podcast. Let's talk about this. Um, who's putting the fight on, first of all? Like, let, let's, who, 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 who's, how are they branding it? Who, who's putting this on for us and for you? My, my, yeah, my partner, well, another partner of mine, Imagine BC. You can go to imaginebc.net and um, it's going to be a 19 and 21 plus gated uh, event with all my cannabis sponsors. Okay. So really excited to have, um, you know, whether we talked about it, um, you know, imagine BC.net is where you can get it. It's going to be 19 and 21 plus. It's $4 and 20 cents, obviously, to watch the pay-per-view. And it'll air at 420. It'll be airing at uh, 420 Pacific time uh, and 720 Eastern this Saturday. My question for you is um, uh, the venue, is there going to be some sort of ability for people to, to is it going to be minimal uh, capacity or is it going to be any? Uh, no, no, unfortunately no live events, but again, you can all watch it um, this Saturday on imaginebc.net. Um, now, tell me about your opponent and, and talk me through this guy and yourself. First of all, so your style of fighting, what would be your style that we could expect to see from you as for somebody who's not familiar with you? I think I'm a high pace uh, individual that can kind of push to break my opponent both uh, physically and mentally. And that's what I, plan, what I plan to do on Saturday. So whether it's punching, kicking, kneeing, elbowing, you know, mounting and ground and pound and everything in between. I think I'm just going to want it more and take everything and give him nothing. And my opponent, he is a great guy, uh, you know, a great fighter. Who is his Matt name? Dwyer. And what's, also, what's his name again, sir? Matt, Matt Dwyer. He's a former UFC vet like myself. And, uh, you know, he's a tough dude, but I'm going to show him the difference between chess and checkers, and that means a rough night for him. And when you say chess and checkers, how long is the, how many rounds and how long are the other rounds so we can see what's, uh, who's getting their ass, you know, jumped over and who's getting their ass knocked down? Who's going to be the king of this ring? Yeah, it's three five-minute rounds this Saturday. Three five-minute rounds. I think the longest fight I've ever been in, it might be 30 seconds. Um, that mental capacity, as you start going further, is that an, an advantage or an, a disadvantage for you? I think an advantage, uh, the longer it goes, the better it goes for me. Um, you know, he's a tough dude, uh, but I think, um, you know, my style and my, uh, you know, focus and just what I've been working so hard on, I, I can't stress this enough how excited I am to show everyone what I've been working on. And unfortunately for him, that means, uh, you know, a rough night for uh, Matt Dwyer. Right, I look to make history I and got, make a dominant statement. I got one for you, and then we'll leave you with this. Hold on. This is you. This is for the spore. This is for the seeds that smoke. And this is for the people that are going to be high watching you, you know, knock people out, you know. And for you, this is your moment, regardless what happens. You being one of the first, you deserve this moment, regardless what happens. Because without you being you, there would never be somebody that's going to follow your shoes and try and step into your shoes and be better. So regardless what happens... Thank you for what you've done. Um, please, you got about a minute or so if you want to, you know, share anything to the audience or your family or anybody that's uh, your power base um, and something to motivate for young people that might strive to be in the sport of uh, mixed martial arts or, or boxing. You know, some motivating message, uh, some motivating words from you um, before we sign out of here. Yeah, no, um, I have, thank you first and foremost for your time. It was a real blast chatting. And uh, again, couldn't, uh, can't be more excited to share what I've been working on. Uh, this Saturday, March 13th, as I look to make history as the first cannabis athlete, live on ImagineBC.net. Um, 
you know, it means the world to have everyone uh, that, you know, in my corner and on my side, or even if you're looking to have me defeated, I'm going to show, um, you know, why I've been working so hard and why I've been so uh, determined to, uh, you know, finish what I started. And I'm going to do that with a dominating uh, statement and, uh, you know, against a tough opponent. Um, uh, and, last, be more excited. and last but not least, um, where do you train out of? Where, where, you, where, you, where is your home base as far as training? Where, who, what, what gym do you train out of? Yeah, this, uh, this camp I've been training uh, at uh, United Boxing tra- uh, Club, and it's out in uh, Toronto. Um, but also, you know, rival grants um, and a whole bunch of others, you know, not even just for this camp, but many camps support to get as prepared as I am today. Can I ask you? know, and, and I'm very... Can, yeah, I, can I ask a favor? Um, for somebody that's, you know, mixed in uh, in martial arts, I had a fight with Matt Mitrione. I knocked him out uh, back in high, in college when we fought fo- mm-hmm. football. I, so Matt can't really fight. I'm not a big fan of Matt Mitrione. He's not a good fighter. <laughs> he's not. And I beat him up when he wasn't fighting. We put the gloves on and put him to him. So me saying this out loud, he's going to be pissed off because he's going to want to fight. Because uh, But he's not good at fighting. So what it is is Matt can't fight well, but you can. If I can come to your camp, and convince, you know, maybe Matt Mitrione or somebody that might want to fight, would y'all take on a big, you know, 6'9", black guy, former football player that lost 130 pounds that likes to smoke weed? Would you consider training me to prepare me if there was to be another fight that I might want to participate with? Like, on on, on the, I could be the, the undercard to your next fight after you win this one? Can we work together? Here? My man. 110%. Can we, uh, you're in my corner and I'll be in yours. Can we work together? Can you help train me? Because, I, hey, for you and for the sport of this, I like to go out there and throw them all one more fucking time. So can we uh, have you win this fucker um, and then set up a next one and I'll be on the undercard? Can we set some shit up like this? Uh, it's, it's uh, wheels are already in motion, so you might be onto something. All right, let's go have some fucking fun here. Um, we, yes, we, the weed community, we work together because we win. Because at the end of the day, whatever happens, we're gonna be smoking. So regardless, when I see you in Toronto in the next little bit, when things slow down, or you come to the states, we can train and work together. What are we gonna smoke on? We gonna smoke on an indica or sativa, or are we just gonna? Because I want to have this conversation a little bit more high after you win. So can you have a follow up to this after the fight, and can we have another secondary uh, conversation? You you know, post fight pre, I think he can whoop his ass. Post, I don't know. You know, I want to hear. You know what has happened. So, can you come back on this show to be able to tell the audience what you went through through the fight and you know the results, win, lose, or draw? Yeah, one hundred ten percent. All right, my, my guy. All right, hey, thank you so much once again. Say your name because I don't want to fuck it up at the end. And thank you again. <laughs> You're the man. <laughs> no, my pleasure, Elias Theodore. And again, you can watch me fight this Saturday, March thirteenth, live on ImagineBC.net. Peace. Peace.